Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to The Way In. This is Timo, and I need to get you warmed up immediately because this episode with the Soul Guru is a deep diver. We go to a psychedelic paradise somewhere beyond this realm of existence and perhaps even somewhere inside of our own bodies. But man, this was a mind-body-soul conversation. I think I was out of body for half of it. No drugs. No drugs were at play. Just caffeine and a strong brotherly connection between Brent and I. This, this guy is my brother. I knew it from the moment I met him. And to warm you up, I need to read you this quote from one of my favorite books that I've read this year. It's called The Spirit of Zen. It's by Alan Watts, the late Alan Watts. R.I.P. Alan, and thank you for this book. It's as follows. The mind is its own place and of itself can make a heaven of hell a hell of heaven. Therefore, the mind is the key to life, for under illusion it creates confusion, and when clarified, it reveals the Buddha nature. Thus, in Zen, as in almost all the religions of the East, the essential task is to master the mind. Okay. So, Brent, the soul guru, without further ado... I think it's time to weigh in. I want to jump you right in the conversation. There are a couple moments where I forget what I'm talking about, but do go to the show notes at timoway.com slash soulguru, and we'll get you linked up with Brent and with all of the crazy things that we talk about. So, as usual, open up your eyes, open up your ears, open up your mind, and let's weigh in. So we're live. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> that coffee was, I think, really strong. <laughs> yeah, I brew, I brew it strong. That was strong. Um, I'm feeling it. Good. Yeah, it was good. All right, Brent. What's going on, TV? Brent Ruska. <laughs> yes. That, that, this, that. The soul guru. <laughs> and welcome. This is, uh, I, I've got this thing. It's called The Way In. Love it. Interpret it how you want it. Yep. But, you know, I think we're here boxing and we're, <laughs> okay. getting, we're weighing in on something here. Okay, nice. So, who who are you? You're the you're the soul guru, master of <laughs> mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. How would you describe to someone what your mission in life is at the moment? Well, my mission in life, uh, in the moment, is trying to create and bring on the ground my vision for uh, creating a sanctuary, a place for people to go, uh, so they can reconnect to their true selves, kind of exit from society from all the responsibilities exit from their families whatnot for a period of time so they can let all those layers of influence fall away so then they can come back to that inner voice because a lot of people are always trying to ask me how do i connect to my inner voice but there are so many voices inside of your head or like or different sensations and things guiding you right so you're like which one's my actual intuition right like which one's like this quote-unquote guru right but it's near impossible to figure out while you're in the muck when you're involved deep in work and you've been working for 10 15 20 50 years or whatever and you're in a long-term relationship and family you got all these responsibilities right so you gotta you have to exit for a while and go to a place where you can let all those things subside i remember i had a friend who she i think she was she was a buddhist nun for four years um and she would always describe Uh, meditation or reflection like a glass of water with sand in it and imagine your your mind is like the sand stirred up in a glass of water and if you let that glass sit long enough the sand will come to the very bottom of the cup and then the water will be clear again it's the it's the same thing (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) that's awesome yeah see peace through stillness yep that's it that's a powerful metaphor yep and then and then everything's easy because then your your body guides you to what it wants to do how it wants to move if Mm. it needs to nap it needs to rest what it needs to eat and then you can really tell and pay attention to like what do i feel like when i drink way too much coffee what do i feel like when i actually go swimming or eat lots of fruits and vegetables and all those different things and become in tune with like your digestive system and you know what are you feeling about certain things and all that beautiful yeah this may be related or unrelated but i'd really 
I don't know if I can wait to ask, but okay, you told me a story about the cafe on the ledge. Yeah, would you be willing to say, you know, what is the cafe on the ledge? Oh, totally. Because I think a lot of people will find themselves in this cafe. Oh yeah, or maybe even just wanting to go to the cafe. But yes, so the cafe on the ledge is, I heard in a workshop uh, when I was at ISTA. Uh, at the very end of the workshop, you go through this whole transformational process, uh, really awakening to your emotions and your personal boundaries and sexuality and all these different things. But then you're going to go back into your own reality. And so um, Bruce, which was one of the, the main facilitators and teachers, gave this incredible speech. And it, and it reminded me so vividly of what happened in the past. Let's say so about six years ago, I really, really wanted to go to India. Right? I traveled out of the country a couple times. And I was ready to go to India. And I was like, okay, I'll get to India by starting a personal training business, right? So I started a personal training business, got sucked into that, got deep into a, a long-term relationship, then decided to go really deep into bodybuilding and got completely sucked away from that. And then leading all the way, like five years down the road, six years down the road, that's when I got to everything basically falling apart and ended up in Guatemala. So... The cafe on the ledge is where you finally realize your purpose, your passion, uh, your true calling, like really why you are here uh, on this earth and what you need to do. And it's vividly clear. It's not like I kind of want to do this or like maybe this is my calling. Like there's no mistake about it. It's like the alchemist. Like he knew he had to go to the pyramids, into the desert, sell all his sheep, right? So that moment comes and you feel that intensity inside you and you're ready to jump off the ledge to make that full commitment, cut all the strings and go head first. Fear, no fear, just go for it. But before you jump and you're on the ledge, you decide, I'm going to have a cup of tea. So you sit down <laughs> and you have a cup of tea. And so you're having a cup of tea. You're like, I just going to have a cup of tea before I jump. And then comes along someone else who has felt the same intensity in their life they have a purpose they have a passion they have a mission they want to do and they're ready to commit to it full 100 percent. and then they see as they're ready just about to jump off the ledge they see someone else having a cup of tea this and is a really great cafe <laughs> and they say <laughs> screw my passion <laughs> so they say what are you doing you're like well i'm gonna jump but i'm just gonna have a cup of tea real quick i'm just having a cup of tea you're like oh cool well can i join you he's like yeah of course so now a couple of people are having a cup of tea and more people come along that are getting ready to jump and they're like, wow, that's great. Can I join you guys and have a cup of tea before I jump? So now you have all these people hanging out, having a cup of tea, right? And everybody gets this great idea that we should open a cafe. We should open a cafe. This is such an amazing spot. Yeah, let's do it. So they open a cafe. It serves incredible tea. It's got this beautiful lookout. Then they're like, we should have workshops here. This would be the perfect place to have workshops. And we should do yoga. Yes. So now all people from all around the world come and they do yoga and workshops and all those different things. And they start see, serving like, <laughs> you know, plant-based meals. And they have like a permaculture farm. And it's amazing, right? And it's all loving and beautiful, right? And then eventually the city says, whoa, guys, you can't have a cafe that close to the ledge. Like, it's super dangerous, right? So they come in and they put up a chain link fence along the edge so no one can fall off so no one can hurt themselves right so cafes running 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 everyone's having a great time and then one day someone just walks straight past the cafe climbs the fence and jumps off right so and then everyone wakes up and goes oh my god i remember why we we're here in the first place and that's what happened to me with the india was i i had that moment it wasn't as intense as it is now that i knew i needed to jump I ignored it, went back into this whole cycle of all these different things in my life, and then now I've remembered by going to Guatemala, and now I'm going to jump off that cafe on the ledge. Yes. So don't stay hanging out at the cafe too long, because <laughs> life will guide you back just a little more. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll give you some two-by-fours to guide you. <laughs> Gosh, that, yeah, that hits home. That hits home. That hits home. Yep. That reminds me of the idea of resistance, too. If you've read the book, The War of Art, 
the whole book is about the cafe on the ledge in essence yeah about this thing resistance you know what you need to do i love that book and you will always be fought and the bigger that thing is that you need to do the more resistance it's like each little task that you need to do to get to your final task yep. saving the princess or whatever yep. story arc you want to use there's a mini boss along each way until oh. you get to the final boss yep but that's even the final boss is going to come back yep bowser always returns yep <laughs> that's great story and that's why you got to do it that's why you have to do i was thinking about this other day it's like you have to continually push yourself out your comfort zone but you have to do it at least for me it works best when you do it like in a sprint style fashion Mm. where you push out your comfort zone and then you rest Mm. and you push out your comfort zone and then you rest you can't continually just keep breaking down barriers at least for me because Mm. it, it it's a whole process of mental fatigue emotional fatigue and and it and affects the body too but there's that fine line between pushing out of your comfort zone and resting and then and are, are you going back into that place of procrastination right so it's a little bit of a it's a you know you f- you you don't quite feel ready but you're excited to do that that's when you're like okay i gotta just do it right because you're never just going to be like yep i feel great everything's perfect i'm gonna sit at the cafe i'm gonna type my book now i'm gonna make those calls i'm going to do the website it's like no you gotta yeah. there's always going to be some discomfort because it's outside your comfort zone so of course that's when you got to yeah. take action but you got to be excited about it a little bit you got to welcome the muses onto your shoulder right? <laughs> exactly <And> they, <laughs> you mentioned in that story uh the cafe on the ledge that there was a moment it sounds like there were two moments one yeah. moment was in india where you realized what that thing was for yeah. you and then the second moment in guatemala so I never, so I never made it to India. That was, you never made it to I India. I never made it, right? So India was the was the ledge, India or the was, other side of the yep, ledge, in and, other words. And, and and opening the business was to help accomplish that. But then I must have had a bunch of other trials and tribulations and growth I needed to go through, and gotcha. I definitely did that. But then eventually, all those things just weren't working in my life, like my business, and and figuring out what I needed to do just kind of fell apart. But no matter how hard I tried, it just was going to fall apart anyway. Why is that? Just because I wasn't paying attention to what my true calling was. But I honestly, I, there was no way I could have figured it out until I got literally sucked out of the country. And what happened in Guatemala? <laughs> what was this moment that sucked you out of the country? And then, well, so first time, first time I went to Guatemala, my friend Tamla, she, you know, gave me an incredible gift to help to go with her and house it um, uh, for uh, Aaron and, and Milena who run Running Buffalo Journeys who do like a transformational like two-week adventure around Guatemala. So we did that and then then we ended up in San Marcos in Guatemala um, and they went back to the States and, and visit family and friends because um, they hadn't been back in a while. So we were house-sitting. And so I had three months where I didn't have to do anything and just watch this house in the uh, eternal spring they call it and just not a bad deal (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) and it's funny because i think back to it it's like you think if oh cool you get to go live somewhere for three months it's just like wow it's so amazing that person's so lucky and it's just gonna be so incredible but it was like it was it, it felt like one of the most difficult things i'd ever done Mm. as well as such a blessing too it was it was extremely challenging even though i didn't have to do anything which is so strange it 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 really made everything that was shadow inside of me kind of like bubble up would you say it was an opportunity for your sandy glass to be still oh, hugely and let all that hugely yeah sand settle to the bottom so to speak oh hugely yeah a lot of my mornings would be spent i would there was two dogs lasa and sachi right two cool dogs basically like my spirit guide dogs they just we just hang out right and then i'd make like a giant pot of french rose coffee right i just drink a bunch of that and then i would play like uh trance music <laughs> in in the living room and then i would like work out on the trx and then dance around and then i would just get my notebook out and would just whatever thoughts and streams of consciousness would come i'd just write just write different stuff write different ideas because um, I was trying to figure out 
I loved personal training and helping people, but I was so burnt out on it and I knew it needed to go deeper. So trying to constantly dig like, what is this next evolution, right? And so that was kind of my process every day. And then I would go walk to the market, you know, you know, try to buy some vegetables and the girl, the little girl who would, you know, I would buy them from, she, she would give me evil glares because I didn't know any Spanish. <laughs> and then I'd go home, I'd like cook some, I'd, I'd make a can of black beans and like eat a whole watermelon and then just eat like a jalapeno. And then later in the day, I'd just go swimming, clear, clear out my own energy. And then that would pretty much be my day (laughs) every day. You know, this is for people who are listening. This does not sound very difficult. No, (laughs) (laughs) literally it doesn't take a lot of work. Where, where in Guatemala was this as well? This is uh, on Lake Atilan in San Marcos. Beautiful. Yeah. I've only seen pictures. That's yeah, incredible. Well, some place. of your pictures. Yeah, um, it's pretty wild. So then, what? At what point? Where? Where did you? Where was this moment? You're doing this day to day thing, writing, diving in, trying to dig deeper. At well, what point? When did you get to that doorway to the next level? Well, it really started to make a shift. Where I remember, I kept seeing these advertisements for this place called New Beginnings, and New Beginnings is run by this incredible. Uh, woman uh it's a it's a it's it's i like to describe um my friend as mother willow do you remember pocahontas yeah i i'm thinking you said that and i was thinking avatar i guess they're the same story similar <laughs> so like in po- but yeah i remember you know, so you know in pocahontas you know in pocahontas when where where pocahontas she has questions about life and how everything works and how it makes sense she goes to mother willow gotcha the giant tree that's like basically like has a face in it right yeah it's like yeah this ancient i'm with you right and this tree is basically like old like so old like 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 spirit and wisdom knowledge right like thousands of years old right and holds all the wisdom of like how nature and everything works together and how everything actually works but at the same time she has that spirit of like a young child, just happy and playful and just full of humor, never taking anything too seriously. That was uh, Edith, who ran New Beginnings. And I signed up to do uh, a, a, a three-day wor- wor- like a intensive workshop where I, you stay at her house, basically. Um, and it's a ceremony of learning. It's the entire experience of being there is a ceremony. It's a ceremony of learning different dimensions. It's a ceremony of forgiving yourself and others. It's a ceremony of shedding different layers. It's a ceremony of learning um, numerology and and just really intensifying and being present with yourself and do doing a lot of different kinds of breathing techniques um, to release trapped emotional energies and things like that. Um, and just the experience of being with her and uh, the knowledge she shared with me was just one of the most. Uh, that's when it took the whole experience to a deeper level and also allowed me to release and know how to process the intensities I was experiencing while living in that area. Because living on that lake is a vortex, it's a vortex of intense energy. So anything you got going on, whether it's amazing or not amazing, is coming up, and it's coming up fast. It's amplified. Hugely. What was one of the techniques that was most helpful in that workshop in terms of helping you break through or shedding layers of motion or seeing something about yourself that maybe you hadn't realized before that was hiding, that shadow self that was walking around with you, and you turn around like, aha, gotcha. (laughs) And it's funny because it's like it it wasn't necessarily – there were specific habits I could see. Mm. It was just more feelings and sensations, right? Mm-hmm. Almost like when your energy is trying to move forward and you get inspired to do something, feeling a block not to do it, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't even have to like be anything very specific. So the breathing techniques were really amazing. We would practice these breathing techniques, um, loop breathing, right? What's loop breathing? So loop breathing is where you... Have no pause at the top of the breath, no pause at the bottom of the breath, and you have an open throat and you breathe deep into your diaphragm and chest, and then you breathe back out. And it's like a gas pedal. If you want to intensify the sensations, 
you can breathe deeper and faster. If you want to slow it down, you can breathe slower, but you keep the breath moving. And as you keep breathing, you're starting to pull in more and more in air and, and you start to experience <laughs> wild sensations. So this is like, there's no pause at the top, no pause at the bottom. So Just, but through the mouth, so lots of air. Exactly. And you keep going and you can do it up from 30 minutes to an hour. 30 minutes? To longer, yeah. And then after, if I did that for sixty <laughs> seconds, I'd probably pass out. <laughs> and then what you do is you lay down, and then you process. You put on some kind of like binary music or music to like help sync your brain waves, whatnot. And then you just allow whatever comes up to come up. Interesting. And then you and then you just let it come up. And then afterwards, you can either journal it or leave it be or just. This is just pure breathing. Pure, pure breathing. breathing. Super yeah, super psychedelic Incredible. experience without. There's science, but I, I, <laughs> science. But there was an article this past week that I read that talked about exactly that breathing can induce psychedelic oh, big time. E- experience. Hugely. Purely breathing. Yep. And this guy, Wim Hof, is out there just breathing and running up Everest in his shorts. Uh, oh, wow. So he's just about breathing. So this is another great example of yeah. it's use your breath. Big time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something we forget about all the time. Yeah. Holotropic breathing. Holotropic look, breathing look is, is what this is called. This is something else. So there's loop it's breathing like, that we just discussed, and now yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert breathing. on the names of all these different breathings. But I mean, I, hell, it's breathe in, <laughs> breathe out but, in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> but you can definitely travel some pretty wild places. Incredible. Yeah. If you oh. could, like breathwork ceremonies, usually focus on doing almost like a a plant medicine style ceremony, but using the breath to, to travel instead of plant medicine. So instead of ayahuasca or yep. peyote or, you know, yep, just breath. Yeah. Is there anything else about the atmosphere that, how could you, I want to ask a million questions. Do it. You talked about in the beginning, we have, so we're this, I really love that metaphor, that glass with all the sand in it or yeah. sugar, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But what's something that you carry with you from that experience? What, is there a breathing technique that you use in your day-to-day so that the, can help you? The breathing – so that breathing technique is actually best, I feel, having somebody be grounded and hold space for you or to do it with somebody as well, mm. at least that can guide you. I've tried several times to do it on my own, and it's just – the sensation is so intense and the feelings that come up, I just feel like I get too lost. So, gotcha. Right. So you need a. It's almost like you need a trip guide. Kind of. And yeah. a breathing guide. For sure. I mean, you're, we're talking thirty minutes, right? Yeah, thirty minutes that's, to an hour. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. And I, and when, when I was down there, I would. <laughs> that's intense. The average person <laughs> yeah. that I know doesn't even think to breathe yeah. three times in a day. Yeah. So thirty minutes. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I bet there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So you're so you're in this in this uh, workshop. You you learn the breathing techniques and you yeah. you have a breakthrough. Well, so I, it just starts to really open my eyes and kind of it. Well, being in Lake Atilan mm-hmm. itself was already starting to bubble up and purge. This was just helping process that out of me faster. Gotcha. Right. Yep. So it's like it was a zit ready to pop, and then now <laughs> someone's actually pushing the goo out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And then eventually, on the third night or second night, I can't remember, the breathing technique is to help you through, um, you know, we did a plant medicine ceremony, uh, just one-on-one. And and so you practice this actual breathing in the plant, so plant ceremony to help you go a little deeper as well. Which plant was it? Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. Um, okay. Yeah. But interesting part of this story is, in 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 that plant medicine ceremony one of the most vivid things i saw and experienced was and it wasn't and, it, and this part is not just like it was vivid it was like i was there like i literally traveled back or forward or parallel to whatever dimension or time this was and there i was laying there as uh edith mother willow was singing uh, you know traditional indigenous songs and Boom, I was traveled back into another time where I was in a cave. I was looking at my hands. I 
was indigenous of some sort and I was looking at like these cave walls and it was literally it was as if I was in another time like Avatar and I was I was connected to that same person at the same time myself and then that other self um, long ago or in the future or at the same time that makes sense it does <laughs> yeah I remember that super vivid moment and I was just like I'm actually here and I'm looking around going whoa what were you doing in there I was just I was just so it was just a little bit of a glimpse right it was just like in like like Westworld <laughs> you just get a glimpse of this intensity of like oh my gosh I'm in a room where people are operating on me with computers and stuff right but I was a Native American you know in wow. a cave yeah wow yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> um that <laughs> that's intense yeah and so that it's interesting so that experience happens or is connected to another experience when i return to guatemala another six months later tell me more <laughs> so then six months later when i returned to guatemala i had finished uh seven-day intensive workshop i was told about the cafe on the ledge so i had one more week and it was me and my sister we were staying at tamo's house um, i'd gotten off the boat and i walked into where tamo is living with my sister and they're they're hanging out and they're talking about their experiences because i hadn't seen them in a week um and and i had just come out of the super intense workshop like my shit got rocked and I'm starting to feel the world like close in and collapse on me. Like I'm, I'm literally having this weird blackout. Like I'm about to turn into like a, uh, like a little baby fetus and then just like <laughs> fall on the ground and then melt away. Right. So they're talking, moving around on me and around, around me. And I'm having this like out of body experience. And then all of a sudden I feel like I'm about to pop kind of like in the matrix when they're like, breathe, breathe. And then he throws up. Cause they're like, he's going to pop yeah, after he realizes everything's been alive. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, they're like breathe. And then all of a sudden I just start bawling, like bawling harder than I've ever bawled. Maybe popped. <laughs> like, and I hadn't been able, funny thing is I didn't be able to cry forever, wow. forever, forever, ever, ever. And I've tried, I even purposely tried over the years just to be like, mm. I, I think I need to do this. It's like, it's like knowing you need to go to the restroom. Like I just need to go, like, just do it. It's like, I could never make it happen. And then, Whatever that workshop did just pop something open in me that I couldn't consciously unlock. And then I just fell apart in their arms. And they were just so good to me, like nurturing me and taking care of me. And I was just like bawling. Like, how am I ever going to go back in the real world? I've done it now. I've completely <laughs> torn myself apart. Like I can't even function, right? So I'm just bawling, bawling, bawling. And then I'm starting to do a little better. And then Tamla was like, let's just go run your energy. Because she does Reiki and she does hypnotherapy and... We gotta go visit Tamla's yeah. house. Yeah, and then Tamla's <laughs> house. Really, is, this is, is one of awesome. the key yeah. takeaways for me. <laughs> yeah. Tamla's house. Tamla, we're at. coming for you. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna make us some good <laughs> Middle Eastern food. <laughs> <laughs> the benefits keep adding up. <laughs> Just keep wow. adding up, right? <laughs> and so then she's like, "Let's go run your energy." And so Tamla, was she run your energy? Now, what does this mean? Run <laughs> so your she energy. was just gonna do Reiki on me. So you know, move energy up and down and whatnot. So she always told me when we first met that I had the ability to channel and that we could do that work together. And, but when we would try, my mind wouldn't be able to get out of the way. I wanted to do it, but when we would try to channel, I couldn't get my actual mind out of the way to let just some, some spirit, some voice, something come through without me influencing it. Cause I wasn't going to do it unless I knew it was true, authentic and real right like i have a half gypsy self but i also have a half pragmatic logical thinking right so it's like if it's if it's truly happening it needs to be a real real experience i can't influence it slightly so, so i would always have my channeling yeah so what are, I, what are we channeling here so or what, what were you channeling so this is what happened so i lay down it's like let's run your energy so now at this point because of that workshop i'm able to just hold my presence and my awareness without thought Right. So I'm laying there and she starts guiding energy up and down me and I can feel energy moving through my body like I had never felt before. Like I'm just like, wow. whoa, like I had nerves and sensations that woke up in me that I never knew were there. Right. So I have this it's, it feels like <laughs> you ever see at those car dealership ships uh, when they blow air up through those guys and they 
wobble through oh, the yeah. air. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? <laughs> right? They're like, they're, they're trying to get people's attention. I'm picturing the Family Guy episode. Or, There's or, a clip of those guys. I yeah. forget what they're called. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Where, yeah. Where she tries to copy it. <laughs> <laughs> she has a dance battle with it. So that was you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this energy is now running up and down me. And she's clearing. Now she's moving each chakra, like clearing out energy through like crown chakra and heart chakra and i'm starting to literally vibrate and move off the table and i'm starting to breathe and make sounds to the point where my sister's like no more i'm out this is too weird i'm gone she leaves <laughs> this sounds like an exorcism yeah it was it was super wild now i'm at the point where there's so much energy channeling through me my spine is like levitating off of the table right and at points she has to remind me to breathe because I don't even need to breathe anymore. I'll pull up so much air into my body and then I'll just stop breathing for like 15, 20 seconds. And then she'll be like, breathe. And then I'll start breathing again. And then eventually she must have noticed and was like, this is a perfect time to do this because he's so open. She goes, now I call forth Brent's higher self. Right? So then now this is when it gets like wild. <laughs> so now she goes calling forth Brent's self. He's coming through. So now in the middle of my back, I start to feel these like, like bolts of like energy like shoot up into me move up into me and then expand it's almost mm. like a lightning bolt goes right through my spine and goes boom circuited energy and i feel like 15 percent boom go into me then i feel 20 percent boom like i'm getting filled up more and more like a, a something loading until it gets to 100 percent. and eventually all of a sudden this last piece of energy just hits me and then i just scream <laughs> i go and then I look at my hands and I'm and it's like I I, I woke up for the first time. What it felt like wow. is is as if this like energy or spirit came up through a bunch of different levels and then fully came inside of me and then woke up. Right. And it now it was inside of me. And then Tamla just looks at me and says, welcome home, brother. And I'm laughing. my <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off now. I'm just like cackling. And then I start speaking in. Have you ever seen the movie Apocalypto? I have. Yeah. So you know like that kind of Great that movie. language? Yes. I was speaking like that, like just talking to myself, looking and meanwhile, my consciousness is floating here going, Holy shit, this is crazy. But I'm like, just stay aware. Don't try to go into thought, right? Because I'm just trying to let whatever's happening happen, right? And so that's happening and I'm awake. I'm more awake than I've ever been. So she starts to guide me into asking questions. And I'm like, Okay. So like I'm like, okay, relax. Just let it actually happen this time to actually let the spirit or whatever it is channel through me. So she asks, you know, she would ask, you know, what is, what is, what is Brent's next step? What is his next step? And so I would feel this energy come up through me. And then I would just remember trying to relax my throat. And then it would be like, these words would come out of me that were in that different language, like Wakatika. And then eventually it were so relaxed. you were actually speaking this other language. Yeah. And then eventually I relaxed to the point where she would she would keep saying, you know, speak, speak English. You know English. You can speak English. Right. And then eventually words would come out like it would come out. And then eventually it was like Peru. She would go, what's his next step? And then eventually what came out was go to Peru. It was go to Lake Titicaca. It was bring back the wisdom and knowledge of the earth back to the people. And it was like, when, when is he supposed to go? And it just kept saying now, 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 now. And asked a bunch of other questions and eventually brought the energy back down, settled everything, calmed me, and then, you know, brought that spirit back out of me, fully brought myself back in, guided me down, and then just had me rest. And then it was over. And I'm just laying there just feeling amazing, but extremely tired. I was so, I was sore for a week after that. I had contracted my muscles so hard. I didn't even know I was doing it while it was happening. Like it was, it was just this like giant circuit surge of energy inside of me. So incredible. So, so after that, she's like, you should rest, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go out and, and see the shaman. Do you want to go see the shaman? I'm like, well, at this point, why not? Right. <laughs> so we get up and we go out and the shaman, he's hanging out on the main kind of like street where, you know, travelers and pastors, passerby people go and all this and and she tells him yeah he's just had a channeling experience and he's kind of looking at me just 
you know, really kind eyes, just like, okay. And then he's, he, I think he sells drums too. So he just starts playing one of his hand drums and my body just starts to move. Every time he hits the drum, the body is uncontrollably dancing. Like as if I'm looking at him going, can you see this? Like, and then the body itself is just like starting to dance around, especially if he starts drumming faster. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and ever since that point, ever since this experience, I've been able to feel and move energy through my body like I've never been able to ever before. It it's it never went away to be able to pull energy in and move energy and all those different things. Um, and so every since that point, when I returned home, I was like, I know what I need to do. I just got to figure it out. Wow. So this is uh, uh, that's incredible. So you became someone else. It's like the, or it, myself. I don't know. Or or myself from another time. It was, it was like I got pulled. It was as if it's like if you were watching the movie Avatar and they were like, okay, we're going to send you into this dimension. And so then, you know, the people or tribals people or the medicine woman guided that spirit into another dimension. And then somehow that body on that side, who was me, got the opportunity to have it be pulled all the way through. And then yeah. speak whatever needed to happen, and then got the channel back down to wherever it was from. And this, this all <laughs> resulted. So you had this long journey. You went to this was ISTA that ISTA, maybe yeah. ISTA. Mm-hmm. What does that stand for? International School of Temple Arts. International School of Temple Arts. So you went there for a couple weeks or a yeah, workshop. So a, it was a seven day workshop. Seven day workshop. Uh, yeah. And then following that, you had a lot of breakthroughs or just came out of that and it's incredible place then you're at tamala's who's this incredible person yeah that in through reiki and other work that she was doing she's just you know she you know she's studied reiki and all these different things but she's just born with a raw natural talent tapped in wow so it's almost she's kind of a shaman in a way so what to call her is who, who, it's Tamala. It's Tamala. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Tamala. Tamala. It's, 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 all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's quite a story. It reminds me. I mean, there's a lot of story arcs. Have you ever seen that movie with Hugh Jackman? Which one? Where he, I don't remember the name, but it has to do with the Tree of Life, where he recognizes his past lives, and the entire movie is really his past life as a conquistador going to south or central america somewhere in mesoamerica to find the tree of life wow and it's connected with his current life and his mission is to try to save his wife so in one in the past he's going to mesoamerica to save the queen wow from the inquisition and in his present day life he's attempting to uh create a cure for cancer tumors wow and both lead to the tree of life wow I think you would be interested. Yeah, in I want to watch it. I just saw it for the first time. Really? So I'll plug it into the show notes for this and send it to you later. Yes. I can't remember the name for the heck of me. Nice. I can Google it real fast, but now what? I don't even have the internet here. Uh, so yeah, so this is sort of, this is like the story of the awakening of the soul guru. Yes. It sounds like your mission is to go to Peru, learn, and return here, or... Well, or so, just learn and return that knowledge to the people. It sounds like this is really the core of well, the first time I went to Guatemala, campaign. Yeah, so the first time I went to Guatemala was when I, I, you know, I was trying to figure out the next evolution of just personal training in general. And then I had also asked myself, you know, what would be something that would bring me amazing pleasure that would be a place where I could, you know, share my gifts and my services and help people. And it's something the way I would want to live my own life. So I, I was like, you know. I would love to have a place like a sanctuary where I live deep in somewhere in a beautiful place. It's mother nature that offered all things like yoga and trainings and also had a farm where people could eat really amazing food that was healthy fruits and vegetables and they could see how it's prepared and prepare it themselves because it's the best way they can learn and have a place where I can offer coaching or guidance and other people can as well as a place that, you know, people could like, become stronger lift weights exercise fitness and 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 all 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 integrated all things right kind of having this, uh, this holistic yeah 
approach. Yeah. So that that was a vision I had the first time, and then when the second time when I went to Guatemala and had the channeling experience, that's when I really awoken, and, and the two pieces fit together, that I needed to continue traveling to have more experiences and grow my own spirit in different ways and understand new knowledges and embody them, and then eventually I would be able to open a place like that, but I just wasn't, you know, my soul wasn't, it hadn't grown or matured enough in all those different things to quite open that yet. Mm-hmm. And once I had that channeling experience, I knew, okay, I need, there's still things I need to do, uh, fears I need to face through traveling solo, learning from other teachers around the world, right? And and once I go through that process, I know then I'll be ready to ground, root somewhere, and then have people come to me then i can offer those teachings but my own maturation or growth is not completely finished yet right and so when i return home i go how am i going to do this so living back in modern day society or whatever you want to call it the u.s was really challenging after coming from those experiences oh, living yeah. a really simple life and and tamala's house yeah is uh <laughs> It's the place to be. A freaking fantasy compared to <laughs> just our normal yeah. mentality and in just the, the States, way right? people That's... communicated with each other and the connection and not having to drive a car at all and you know everything so connected to everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. and I and when I first returned I got pretty depressed when I got back home, you know, to the point where I was just so frustrated I didn't understand how I'm gonna get from A to B. And then one day I just said, You know what? I have to figure out how to master both worlds. I have to figure out how to work inside this matrix and, and get to where I want to be to do what I want to do, right? And then that's when I was like, I need I need to create something that can get me there. And so with that thought, I began deepening my search. And in the same time, I, I had a friend back home I would share things with. It's an incredible friend who I would share who lived in you know the matrix and i could tell her stories and i knew sometimes she knew what i was talking about and sometimes she didn't the matrix being uh modern yeah US. western society yep. yep okay and she said to me one day after i was telling her different things about myself and sometimes giving her advice she said you know you're like my soul guru and that was the moment i was mm-hmm. like that's it that's the next evolution of this business i'm gonna create a website i'm gonna blog about my travels you know so people can awaken themselves so it can bring resources to me to get to where I need to be and also share this message and have people come to me who want to help this grow and, and, and share all this wisdom and knowledge and Beautiful. the experience. Because healing is in the sharing. When you hold space for someone mm-hmm. and they share, mm-hmm. you're allowing them to heal deeply mm-hmm. or change or transform. But you are also having a similar experience, right? Anytime I've ever coached somebody or worked with somebody, I have seen myself and them, and you you feel that interconnectedness, and you grow through them being vulnerable and sharing. I'm nodding my head in agreement. Nice. There's I, I heard a few things that I like to highlight that you said. One, this journey of traveling, but also more importantly, intentionally traveling your intention being to, among other things, learn, find teachers to teach you to become greater. That's very similar to like Zen, Zen philosophy, Zen Buddhist, the Bodhisattva of the point itself is not to be in meditation yeah. at all times. You have to return. Yep. The path of this enlightened one is really to go into these places to learn, go into meditation to learn. In this case, go to travel to learn yep. and then return to teach others so that they may also yes. begin their own journey. Yes. So I really want to acknowledge you for that awesome journey wow, that you're doing. You. And the other piece that I think is important to highlight is the aspect of sharing sharing this knowledge, but also the mentality of what can I do to be of service to others? We hear people who want to travel, who want to escape. I mean, escaping is one thing. You go, you escape, and then learn. 
Yep. The most important part is on that return journey that the learning, absorbing, teaching. Yes. And how can I be of service to others is sounds like one big piece of your breakthrough. Yeah. Not how can I make money? How can I uh, do this for me? How can I do this for me? Yeah. It's entirely based in service. Yeah, because if you just want to go live, you know, somewhere in another country for really cheap and just be chilling all the time, that's not that hard to do. <laughs> right. But, event- but eventually, like I realized when, when living in Guatemala, you get bored after a while. Yes. It's boring. Living in paradise, if you're if you're not serving and helping and and giving and doing, it 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 loses. There's no life in that. And what it's, is paradise? It's, it's fun, and it's fun for you know maybe a couple of weeks, but eventually you get bored. Yep. Right. Doesn't matter how beautiful or heavenly it is, right? And so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Paradise, in biblically speaking, is a walled garden. Yep. It had to. I mean, Eve, that whole story where Eve, I guess, had to get an apple and hand it to Adam. Adam damn you women, why would you have to give man knowledge? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we fell from paradise. Anyway, the walled garden idea, that's what paradise is. And paradise sounds a lot like the cafe on the ledge. Yeah. Story-wise. You're in this cafe. Where you want to be is on the other side of that wall, on the other side of that cliff. There's a fence there between you and experiencing and being the full you in leaning into that world to become whatever it is that you were meant to become. Yeah. So so going on this so going on this journey is a representation of fully committing to jumping off the ledge. And I know if I do that and trust it, then everything will work out however it's supposed to, no matter what happens. And I how can I teach people to fully make the jump off the ledge if I don't do it myself first? Exactly. I have to completely fully make that leap or I can't fully teach someone what it means to do the same thing. So where are you today? Are you at the cafe? Are you on the edge? Or I'm have at you the already, cafe have you and jumped I'm, off? I'm super ready. I'm super ready. It took me a long time to get to the cafe and and, and that's what I think a lot of people need to understand is you got to be gentle with it because you can't just jump. You can figure out what the ledge is for you, but then you've created a lot of karma or, you know, all your actions and relationships and thoughts and feelings and everything you've done has built a life that you have now, right? And has built many different things, uh, you know, that you have now. And it takes a process of undoing or changing those things to get to the point to be able to make that leap. Some people can do it right away. Some people might take a year or two or more to consciously undo those those karmic uh, situations in your life so you can finally fully do that. And that's what I had to do. I had to come back home. I had to face my debt, focus on paying it off. I had to you know, focus on lots of other different things, uh, material and relationships, to work on them so I could get myself to that point and as well build the resources to be able to even do it, to have it finally be able to be in the place to fully do it. Because I could have just said, okay, I'm not going to come back from Guatemala, but that I still would have had debt. I still would have had no way to make money. I, you know, I would have left a bunch of clients behind creating more bad karma or whatever, and I still wouldn't have had a super clear vision of what I needed to do and how to do it. So you have to go through that whole process. And sometimes that's harder because you have to stay conscious hold that focus that intention of getting to the ledge and working your way there because it's easy to get sucked back into other goodness frivolous desires and wants and needs so easy even so getting easy. to the cafe exactly it's a um, it's a it's a trek it takes a long time and that's part of the sanctuary as or well. knowing that you can't even knowing that the cafe exists yeah exists and, oh exactly yeah and getting people to I mean, traveling i think it's one manifestation of this idea uh, you're, you know, I, I've been in there. I was in an office world uh, in the a nice cubicle commuting to a computer under fluorescent light. What the hell is this world? The, the world inside the computer screen, thanks to Google, uh, looked a lot nicer. But I had to learn, okay, I can I can leave this situation. There's cafes all over the freaking place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that might be step one. Yep. Um, and I wanted to highlight, or not highlight, but ask you, so this is a this is an incredible journey that you've just shared part at least part of it that you've shared with us. So for that for that person, let's say that person who is in the office or 
that person who's maybe starting wherever the heck they are. What it doesn't have to be an office. Maybe you're mowing lawns or selling Pokemon cards, whatever it might be. For sure. Uh, how how can you begin? Maybe you have questions. What's a good place to start? Well, for me, I was when I. I mean, your life is always trying to guide you. You just have to first believe that your soul, your spirit, your guru is trying to communicate with you. And that connection is not super strong in the beginning, right? It's been trying to speak to you, but you just don't know. So Mm. you have to start to pay attention to any kind of breadcrumb that's coming your way. Like that feeling of, you know, I kind of want to go to that yoga class, but I'm scared or whatever, like like sit breathe and think about that a little more right or you know if if you're having feelings basically your emotions are what are going to guide you the best if you're super unhappy at work and you feel sick explore those feelings uh you know what are what are they guiding you to do are they guiding you to leave or are they guiding you to stay and and try to get more clear about your own emotions and your emotions will start to guide you in the direction of you know more and more vivid breadcrumbs and you'll begin to get more and more clarity. And you just got to kind of trust that and follow that. Yeah. Have, don't have fear. Just be okay with listening to listen to your heart or listen to yeah. yourself. Or start to, I'd say, write down what are those voices in your head saying. Be aware yep. of the voices in your head. Yeah. Just maybe some awareness. Yeah. Just keep asking yourself, how do I feel about this? Do I like this? Do I not like this? Why mm. why why do I like this? Why do I not like this? Do I, you know, if I'm doing this if I'm going out at night like and I wake up the next day, do I feel fulfilled and happy? Did it bring me a lot of joy or did it not? And maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. And just keep if you keep guiding your actions or making changes based on those answers that your own intuition or self is giving you, slowly you'll start to get more clarity right right and it'll get stronger and you just keep it's it's not a meant you're not trying to mentally intellectually figure it out you'll never do it i've tried it for years and years and years and it just won't ever happen you just have to breathe and and ask ask the question pay attention to your emotions and then wait for the answers to appear and soon you'll start to see them more and more clearly get out of your head yes get mm-hmm. out of your head you're in, in your head you're dead in your head, you're dead. And another piece that there's a fun quote. I'm going to loosely paraphrase it. I might actually get it right on, but it's by Maya Angelou. I used it at the beginning of a travel talk that I gave it, to motivate people to at least get people to the cafe, yeah. so to speak. Nice. Uh, it's, there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. Wow. And just it's like applause, Maya, because... Yeah, if yeah. we don't start listening and we don't start trying to act on what our dreams are, yeah, you know that that's going to lead to some really unfulfilling situations yeah. for sure. And and <laughs> so why not try? And if in your life you're experiencing a lot of roadblocks and it feels like just nothing is flowing, that's life just trying to get you to pay attention more and more and more and more, right? So anytime Beautiful. you anytime you have experiences, you feel like. Why isn't this working? Why is this falling apart? And yeah. you're trying to orchestrate it to what you want, then maybe life's not wanting you to go that direction. Maybe because that's not your purpose and where your passion lies. And you got to let go of the intellectual part. Because I, I've done it in the past with bodybuilding. I used my mind to focus myself into a place of, of a certain look and a certain physique and training two hours a day and blah, blah, blah. But that is not what my soul or body wanted. But I was so good at controlling everything with my mind that I dragged all of it along with me to the point where I got myself ill, sick, and my whole business and relationships went to shit, right? So eventually, life's going to, if you don't listen, it's going to take a giant two-by-four and knock you across the head. (laughs) Beautiful. So you have the Soul Guru, a campaign Yes. for Soul Guru. Yep. Did you talk on that? Yeah, so I'm, it sounds like the place that <laughs> we need to go if we want to jump off the edge. So I have a I have a I have a campaign. I have a campaign. Yeah, Indiegogo what is it? Indiegogo or Yeah, so I have a campaign, uh whatever you want to say, uh, you know, I can edit this out, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a campaign, an Indiegogo campaign to raise uh 
financial resources to help me continue to grow the website um, and the blog. And the point of the blog and the website is to share my own experiences as I go on this year-long journey um, about my own uh, changing and transforming and awakening, the process of jumping off the ledge. But also, one amazing thing about travel is you meet some of the most incredible people you could imagine just amazing and the way they're living is you've you've never come across people living these ways and they're just people you just come across paths like tamala yeah and you just Mm want to if you share their stories just seeing a different perspective on the way you can live your life and be and being given permission through hearing another person's story gives you permission to be more free to live your own truth to live how you want so the Indiegogo helps support my own stories, my own wisdom, teachings I learn, and experiences, but also all the amazing travelers, teachers, shamans, and just incredible people from other countries, their own stories and wisdom on the blog through video or writing or interview, different things like that. Um, and then the Indiegogo also helps fund going to these really incredible workshops uh, about relationships, about health, about well-being, um, uh, how about you know cultivating the land uh, to become more one with nature and you know feeding your body the nutrition it needs and different things like that, um, and then eventually it will support the building of the sanctuary. I don't know where it's going to be just yet. Um, I I, I want to really work through this entire journey and then let my own inner tuition. Or people I meet along the way guide me, and I know it's just going to show up. I know the place it needs to happen will just show up, and then I will root, and I will, I'm going to make it happen. What's going to happen at the sanctuary? Oh, man, lots of great stuff. The sanctuary will be uh, it will be a place of health, well-being, transformation, workshops, training, yoga. Um, it'll have a beautiful, huge temple where it'll be yoga classes coming through all the all the time could i live there <laughs> yeah we'll have guest places we'll have guest spots to be yeah and then and then it will also you know we'll grow our own food uh we'll teach people how to you know cook and use the food and make and prepare meals in a huge kitchen um you know i've worked with clients for 11 years and you can tell people all day long how to eat eat this because it's healthy but if you don't physically show them how to do something literally even if it's as simple as buy an apple from a store cut it up put it in a ziploc bag and then put it in a bag and then put it in their car they're never going to do it right right so i want to not only show them how to make really healthy incredible plant-based meals but also show where it comes from so they make the connection the conscious connection of it coming from mother earth seeing it grow how it grows taking it and then preparing it and then eating it and then noticing how it feels wow. in their body too. So right? you're really making, it sounds like you're making almost every aspect of life the most basic taken for granted yeah. actions that we have into a ceremony. Pretty much, yeah. And, and making food sacred again because um, I think that's extremely important, especially, especially now. Um, and so, yeah, so it'll be a place for, you know, reconnecting to your body moving your body and it'll also be a place for soul guru guidance you know uh, guidance sessions wellness coaching sessions um, and a place for anybody traveling through that has their own expertise or wisdom or their own medicine from their heart they want to offer a place where they could potentially come through and share Um, it will also be i've always dance so moving energy sound breath movement those three things are the most powerful ways to process emotional energy, energy in your body, thoughts, feelings. So dance is extremely important as well as sound, movement. So having this temple, not only will we have workshops and yoga, but dance events, music, dance events, people from all around the world playing music, instruments, drum sessions, you know, all kinds of wild groovy awesome. stuff. Yeah. That, thanks for sharing that. Really excited to see. I think by the time people are listening to this, there, there's going to be a link for it. So we'll yeah. get it all linked up. Yeah, link it up. To be able to see your website yes. and all of that as well. Yep. Really, you're you're doing the Soul Guru journey today. This is this thing is already kicked off. Pretty much, yeah. So what's the best way to find you? 
Um, you can go to my website, brentruska.com. You can also go to my Instagram, Soul Guru Fitness. Um, and I also have a Soul Guru uh, Facebook page um, that you can go to as well. And you've got a great radio voice. If you had a podcast, <laughs> I, I think you'd do really well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really encourage it. So let me know if you need help with that. <laughs> okay, cool. I would I would love to help you out. Okay, cool. Uh, Brent, thank you so much for sharing that journey. It's yeah, incredible. Dude, thank you so much for having uh, me here. It was it was it was a great time. It is my pleasure. And I'm really grateful to be able to witness yeah. this journey, having met each other at life coach training months ago now. Yeah. Uh yeah, you are living the, the Zen master journey <laughs> and I really see some greatness happening today and wow, in the future you. for you, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate those words. All right. Cheers, man. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs>